So we are doing chapter three, the purpose of the book, Baba's appropriation, approbation of his gatha. Gatha means a story. My obeisance to Sri Ganesh, to Sri Saraswati, and to Sri Guru Maharaj, to the family deity, to Sita Ramachandra. My most humble obeisance. I bow in reverence to the most venerable Guru Sri Sai Nath. Now to resume the connection with the foregoing story, Sai gave his full assurance to me, saying, "You have my full consent to write my life." you do not own part well you have you have not the least hesitation in your mind trust my words fully and make a firm resolve in the mind if my leelas are recorded then any sins committed through ignorance will be dissipated and when they are listened to with faith and devotion the cares and troubles of worldly life will be forgotten waves of love and devotion will surge on the ocean of listening driving away again and again diving again and again into which will bring gems of wisdom into your hands on hearing this my mind was cleared of all doubts i bowed at sai's feet and began to write writing his life as i could recollect it as these words came from baba's lips i committed the fact firmly to my mind that this writing of baba's life was definitely going to take place and i will only be laborer pressed into service see how incomprehensible is hari's leela none but he can understand it shruti dharma shastras vedas all fell silent no one could fathom it do not be taken in by those proficient in scriptures or those engrossed in the letters and not in the spirit of the vedas the highly intelligent pandits or those engaged in unprofitable wrangling to prove a point with examples as ghat that is a earthen vessel part that is cloth etc sri hari god is the sport of his own devotee that is he dances to their tunes hungering for the simple and the guileless devotee and enslaved altogether by love but to the hypocrites he remains unattainable always only it in this lies your welfare for me too it means fulfillment of my descent upon this earth and you see this is what i have always frequently re- repeated frequently and this has been my constant concern moreover one thing i sh- i tell you shama that is mother of deshpande i grant all the wishes of him who chant my name with love and faith which in turn en- enhances his devotion to me so that he who fondly sings my praises or narrates the story of my life will always see me standing in front of him and behind and everywhere around him all the devotees who are attached to me heart and soul will naturally be delighted listening to these stories whoever sings my praises in a kirtan to him i shall give total perfect happiness peace and contentment always this is my promise he who gives himself up to me with single minded devotion and sings my praises with full faith remembers me and contemplates on me it the deliverance of him is my promise where my name devotion a record of my leelas my poti and my contemplation is constantly present in the heart how can sensual desires ever arise there even if my stories are merely listened to all the diseases will be cured and i shall pull out my devotee from the jaws of death listen to the stories with reverence reflect upon them deeply after reflection contemplate on them this will bring great satisfaction the mind will transcend the consciousness of self and the differenti- differentiated consciousness will dissolve and by a single minded absolute faith in the heart will become a mass of divine energy the repetition of the name sai sai will bring down sins resulting from the evil desires of kaliyug 
A mere prostration before me is enough to destroy the past sins of speech and learning on hearing. Although the work of writing Sai's life was no mean task, with profound reverence I obeyed his command. With so generous a giver as Baba, why should I accept a lowly position? He got some devotees to build temples. Some others he got deeply interested in doing kirtans. Some he sent on pilgrimages. But as for me, he bade me write. Of them all, I am the lowliest. By virtue of which quality in me, this sigh, this ocean of kindness and mercy, was so pleased with me, I failed to understand. But this is the marvel of Guru's grace, so that where there is not a drop of water, even on such a dry stiff tree, flower blooms and fruits grow abundantly without any effort. In the days to come, some will build ashrams, some temples, others will construct a ghat on the river bank too. But let us follow the beaten track and read Sai's life story. Some offer puja with great reverence, some others gently press his feet. But my heart was eager to sing Baba's praises. What could be attained by meditation in the Krita or Satyuga? By performing sacrifices in the Treta Yuga, by ritualistic puja in the Dwapar Yuga, can be attained in this Kali Yuga by praising the name of God and by worshipping the Guru. My unworthiness for this work is blatant, as I am jack of all trades, master of none. Why then should I have taken upon myself such a massive and a difficult task? Now, right from the beginning, it is mentioned over here that Baba himself has given permission for him to write something. Now, you will find that the proclamation has been given out. The proclamation means normally when uh, great sages and saints are there, they proclaim who they are. You will find that uh, in most of the cases where, let's say for example, Sai Baba is concerned, he had already proclaimed who he was. Unfortunately, people said that he is a fakir, he is this, he is that, he is from this caste, he is from that caste. There was no caste mentioned. He is an androgynous being. He is a person who has taken birth in the form of a Sai Baba, a Baba. This is a divine consciousness which appears on a very regular basis. Uh, it is It is constantly there, sometime in the form, sometimes without a form, it exists, the, the consciousness exists. Only thing is sometimes it proclaims, sometimes it doesn't. Depends on the type of job that is required. So here in this case, Baba has mentioned that he has come for a particular purpose and what is the purpose? So that he can bring bhakti back into the picture. So you will find that in the next, uh, on this side it is mentioned what is the most important part in the Kali Yuga? Kali Yuga, Bhakti is the most important. In ancient times there was, say in Krita and Trita, there was meditation. Meditation as an act was done in the first Yuga. First and the second Yuga, meditation was very very important. Because people could sit in meditation for hours, days and months and years. They could sit like that. Because they had very long lives. People could live for 10,000 years, could live for 1,000 years and so on and so forth. So they could sit in meditation, they could not, they, I mean there was no need to eat or there was no need to drink water or anything like that. Second yoga that was Treta, it was about sacrifices. So you will find that where Sri Ram is concerned, that was during the Treta, there were a lot of sacrifices being conducted and the third yoga which is called the Dwapar yoga, there was a lot of ritualistic pujas. So during the time of Sri Krishna, there was a lot of pujas being performed. And now in the last yuga, it is about praising the 
in the name of the god and by worshiping the guru so these are the two things that are mentioned over here that means it is only the bhakti mark the bhakti mark is the only mark open to people as of now the rest of it where meditation is concerned yoga yogic practices are concerned going into uh, the jungles is concerned is not required as of now today's day and age there are no jungles left i mean we have very huge cities come up so forget about the jungles you can't go to jungles you can't sit for meditation you will find your dudwala will come and paperwala will come and everybody else will come and they will ring the doorbell or your children will come and sit on top of your head doing thunder mummy i want this daddy i want that so forget about that and then there will be cartoon network and this and that and you keep on you know going at it so forget about sitting in meditation meditation requires ekagrata ekagrata means single pointedness where can you get ekagrata today there is no single pointedness so meditation is out of question again in the second yuga what was there it was sacrifices but today we cannot have sacrifices sacrifices were of various kinds like you you had the ashwamegh yagya okay you had huge grounds where you could do a sacrifice today the government says you cannot even light a fire try lighting it and see what happens the municipal corporation will come and take you inside okay the police will come so you will find that even crackers like today you cannot even uh, burst crackers if you burst those you know those uh, bombs and all those things which we used to burst as a child you are not even allowed that so where is the question of having this kind of sacrifices done so no yagyas after that ritualistic puja ritualistic puja was prescribed during the time of sri krishna at least god was present today you go to any of these places like you know banaras and all they will say you know put this thing in the water and they'll charge you 1000 bucks give me or you go to any temple over there the moment you stand in queue he the person is looking at your purse he is saying you know okay 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 archana ticket you have got this ticket you have got that ticket you have got and people are interested in giving tickets buying tickets what will i get what will i get so there is no puja also left think about it what kind of puja does a person do first and foremost in our in marathi we call it sohla sohla means the purity that we have you know that means you clean the angan that that thing and you use a cow dung to clean it and so on and so cow dung if you go and pick up the cow dung on the road first time people will wonder or oh, something is wrong with you and then you have gomutra gomutra is again cow's urine <laughs> you can't go and pick up cow's urine okay so these are certain things which are no no in today's day and age so you have to forget about it so then what is left what is left behind is called bhakti mark and bhakti mark even if you say it with your mouth don't say it with your mouth listen to the stories stories we are basically we love to watch films and all those things so why not listen to the stories of the saints and that is the mark which is open so he says so in the kaliyuga it is the name of the god and worshiping the guru so unworthiness is blatant so he now we will continue to sit back without making an effort will make me guilty of the sin of disobedience and if i were to obey his command how can i prove myself equal to the task after all who can describe accurately and adequately the inward state of sai samarth only when he himself bestows grace on the sake for his own devotee and himself makes his devotee describe it it is possible 
but i have left no room for anyone to say as to why i am aspiring to do that which is beyond the reach of words for the moment i took pen in hand baba subdued my ego the i in me took upon himself the writing of his own life story this all the credit for writing is entirely his this is after all the writing of a saint's life who else but a saint himself can do it to try to comprehend the incomprehensible qualities of baba is like attempting to embrace the boundless sky above profound and unfathomable is his greatness while to describe it i have not the intellectual capacity it is better that he should take the work up in his own hands and redeem his promise baba though i am a brahman by birth yet i am without the two eyes of the vedas and the puranas and even though there is a blemish in my high birth that is a brahman you have brought glory into it shruti and smriti are the two eyes of a brahman when one of these is absent he is blind in one eye and when both are absent he is totally blind i am deficient as lowly as the latter but when you are blind man's staff why should i be distressed leaning on it i will walk behind you on the beaten track now how to proceed further i a lowly creature know not you yourself must guide my mind to get your own purpose accomplished he alone understands his own artful ways whose inconceivable mysterious power moves the dumb to speak of brihaspati and the lame to cross the great meru mountains i am but a slave at your feet do not disappoint me so long as there is breath in my body do not get, do get your own purpose accomplished and now oh my listeners you have understood the purpose of writing this book it is sai himself who will get it written nay he will himself write it in the benefit of his devotee what music it produces is no concern of the flute or the harmonium the effort comes entirely from the performer why then should i become miserable in the nectar that the chandrakant or the moon gem exudes in the creation of its own no indeed it is the marvel of the moon her creation as she rises on the horizon again when there is a high tide at sea are the surging waves waves a uh, handiwork of the sea it cannot produce them on its own but here once again it depends on the moon rise just as a boy with a red light is anchored in the sea to steer the ships clear of rock and whirlpools thereby speeding up their onward movement so these stories of saina the sweetness of which puts even the nectar in the shade will make easy and safe the crossing of the otherwise impassable ocean of worldly life blessed are these stories of the saints which as they enter the heart through the ear clear it by bodily conceit so that the question of the pairs of opposites do not remain at all and as these stories are being stored in the heart so are all the doubts and questions in the mind gradually resolved pure knowledge gets stored abundantly and the false puffed up by pride in the body climbs down narration of baba's pure divine qualities listening to it lovingly will destroy the sins of the devotee it is a most easy way of spiritual progress what is pure brahma beyond maya by what means can this maya be overcome and how does one endear oneself to god by keeping his behavior in conformity with the karma dharma what is the ultimate the highest well being of a man what is devotion deliverance and total detachment what is varnashram dharma and advait or non duality these and other such subjects are very abstruse abstruse those who are interested in them should indulge their great desire by proficiency by reading books written by gnaneshwar eknath and others restraint and control over the mind and the senses in krita yoga ritual sacrifices in the treta yoga ritualistic worship and puja in the dwapar yoga and the chanting of the naam narrating the stories and singing the praises of god in kali yoga these are the easy ways of attaining salvation to all the four varnas that is brahman etc there is only one means of salvation and that is listening to the stories of the guru be it a woman or a shudra or a casteless one this is but one means for them all only he 
with a store of accumulated merit will listen to these tales some may even be overcome by sleep to them to them to shri hari will wake up pining for unceasing sensual pleasure and becoming abject when these cannot be be had even to such the elixir of saints lives will bring total freedom from sensual pleasures yoga yagya dhyan and dharana entails arduous efforts no effort is needed to listen to these tales except your attention such is this sai story pure and sacred may the loving noble listener listen to it and even if the five great sins will be burned down and destroyed by the bondage of this worldly life are we relentlessly bound and in the folds of this bondage in our true self enveloped listening to the tales will loosen up these uncircling folds and the original real self will be revealed and so may these stories be remembered till we die may their study be always carried on so that they will bring peace and contentment to the being burnt into the conflagration of the worldly life and its sorrows see there are certain points over here those who have the book they will understand that they have mentioned over here there are five great sins so if you turn to the last page you will find that there is an explanation given over there okay so the seventh one the five heinous sins are killing a brahmin drinking spirituous liquors stealing gold committing incest with another's mother one's mother or adultery with the wife of one's guru or with associating with a person guilty of any of the four so these are basically uh, the explanations have been given on the last page that is page 53 so you can find those explanations there in the middle sometimes i am going to take up certain explanations like chuli kandani and all those there are there are very peculiar words which are going to come that i will take up i think you understand this so i don't need to tell you what they are reading the stories listening to them with faith and devotion contemplation will come on itself readily of sai whose form will then appear before the eyes and will be fixed in the heart may the worship of sadguru be accomplished in this way and a detachment from the worldly life comes about may a fondness grow within for the remembrance of the guru and the mind be purified with this same thought in mind sainath must have blessed me putting me forward as a pretext he has himself accomplished his purpose others are painfully distended to overflowing with milk but the cow will not let the milk flow without her calf this is her natural instinct such is also sikes liking as i a satak bird wished for this my mother rained on me a cloud of happiness to quench not only my mild thirst but also that of other devotees abundantly oh for the marvel of the mother's devotion and love only a mother can instinctively feel the child's pang of hunger and thirst and thrust the nipple in the breast of into his mouth without even opening it but who will understand her strain her weariness the child is not even aware of it but for the mother who will offer the breast to the child unasked when a child is adorned with the little trinkets he is neither in pleasure nor interest in it only the mother knows what joy and admiration it excites such is also the doing of the sadguru but who but a mother will yearn with tenderness and concern as to who will satisfy her ch- infant's childish pleasures rare is such a tender heartfelt affection to be born to a gr- good righteous mother is indeed the gift of god enjoyed only by the most fortunate the child the child knows not the birth pangs she suffers to bring into it into the world let me now narrate to you another of baba's sayings with the same significance o virtuous listeners give your respectful attention to it my government service was completed in the year 1916 and a suitable pension was fixed for me it was also time to go to shirdi it was guru purnima day devotees had gathered for the guru's puja suddenly on this in- own inspiration anna chinchalkar named a request 
to Baba, strongly recommending my case. In his genuine concern for me, Anna beseeched Baba thus, have compassion for him, Baba, for the sake of his growing family. Do give him another job. Is this pension going to survive? suffice? Please do something whereby his worry is warded off. Baba then said in reply, Oh, some service he will get, but he will now engage in my service and he will get happiness in his life. His plates will always be full. Never will they be empty so long as he lives. If he always seeks my protection with full faith in me, his trouble will end. People will, who say, What does it matter if we do as we like? Know that they have strayed away from the path. And all those who have abandoned virtuous diminar, we must first and foremost avoid. Take the other direction. When they have come from the front, consider them to be frightful. Do not let even their shadow touch you, even if it means bearing some pain. How can he who is devoid of a code of conduct, without character, thoughtless, neglectful of prescribed observances and ordinances, and indiscriminating between the right and the wrong, how can such a one achieve his real welfare? Moreover, do not repulse or reject anyone contemptuously, be if they a dog, a pig or a common fly, for without some special bond from their previous birth, no one comes to us. Henceforth, he, Hemarpan, should serve me with a devotion and the Almighty take pity on him. He will attain the inexhaustible treasures laid up in heaven. How then should the puja be performed? How to know from certain who I am? For my size, physical body is mortal, while only Brahma, which is immortal, is worthy of being worshipped. See, in the in the last preceding uh, words over here, there are certain mentions. First and foremost, it is the Guru who has commanded him to write. Second, in this particular 42 page, it is mentioned that when he is having a job, you know, he has just finished his job, he is retired, he needs a certain amount of money for running his life. Naturally, a very little pension was there at that point in time. Incidentally, Dabolkar's family was a very big one. And uh, though they had a one ground plus one story building, it was, it, was, uh, it was a very private property, but still, the number of people in the family were quite big. So, naturally, being an earning member in the family, and now he is not going to have anything. So, Anna Sahib was saying, you know, can you please give him an additional income? Baba says, no. Now, you may wonder, ki why is it that sometimes the sages wonder, you know, why, ki why do they give this kind of thing? You have to understand that what is due to you will come to you. Whatever is due to you will come to you. When you are in the service of a sage, that is called seva, whenever the sage tells you something to do or not to do, it is important that what has been instructed by you should be done. And what is instructed you should not do, that is in the last 78, 79, 80 and all these verses, you should not do. That means there are certain things which are restricted. The food will come on the table. Your clothes will also come. Everything will happen on its own. How is it going to happen? That you need not worry because that is something he says he will attain the inexhaustible treasures laid up in the heaven. Henceforth, he will serve me with devotion and Almighty take pity on him. Because his particular karma is over of doing work outside and so many other things that he was doing in his past life. In his So, after the time when Baba has told him that he is supposed to serve him, 
he better come over there and do what is necessary that is what was instructed by the sage to this person that is dabolkar so he has to do it so listen i pervade the universe in all the four sides in the form of eightfold ashta uh, prakriti bhagwan shri krishna has also said the same to arjuna in the gita whatever exists in the sentient and the insentient universe as a name a form or a shape is only myself bedecked the eightfold prakriti which is also a marvel of my own creation the mystical symbol om is expressive of me and i alone am the subject of that expression many are the things in the manifested universe but even these are all filled with me thus where there is nothing different from the self what can one desire i alone pervade all the places in all the 10 quarters of the universe with this awareness in all my all pervasiveness where the feeling of i and mine was dissolved what objects can there be desirable for all is filled with the whole desire arises in the intellect and have no connection with the atma or self since i am the embodiment of atma how can there be any stirring of desires worldly desires are of various types but once the significance of who i am is understood they melt away as the whole hailstones by the heat of the sun's rays i am not the gross form with the mind intellect and other sense organs not the gigantic universe nor am i the unmanifest brahmand i am the seer ancient and without beginning in this way i who transcends the gunas and the senses am not attracted to the sensual pleasures this is not a place without me there is not a place without me i am neither the doer nor the one who causes it to be done only where there is a realization that the intellect mind and other sense organs are but gross instruments of the physical body true detachment will appear unveiling real knowledge oblivion of the self is itself the appearance of maya or illusion that the world is real realization of the pure bliss within is to know me the essence of all being to such a one then as me when all the workings of the mind and all affections are turned there is a true service and true worship to me the experience the bliss of consciousness is to be that pure state which is knowledge this atma is brahma pure consciousness and bliss and at brahma and bliss are brahma but this universe is not real and hence creates illusions about itself in truth the brahma is me i am vasudev i am om i am eternal pure enlightened and emancipated worshiping me with faith and devotion will only lead to self upliftment thus knowing who i am i shall truly be worshiped moreover surrender to me wholeheartedly and become one with me see all these verses which have been mentioned up to 98 they are talking about a sage who has reached the state of bhagwan the bhakt becomes a bhagwan that is a devotee has merged in the lord and when the devotee has merged in the lord there is no difference between bhakt and bhagwan they have all become one so when sai baba attained the state of godliness at that point in time reaching the state of brahma he can say these words the words can be said by the divine itself the words cannot be said by a lowly human being who has you know not attained any of these things so that is the reason why he is saying i am this i am that it's the same thing when jesus christ mentioned that i am the son of my father father in heaven he is proclaiming it the proclamation may not go down well with the people it may so happen that sometimes uh, most of these sages are men who are divine they say certain words people expect some miracles to happen in jesus is life miracles were there only in the beginning of time that is when he started at that time certain miracles were there in his life 
like changing the water into wine same way as he proceeded on the path very few miracles then happened because there is no need for any miracle to take place it is only to establish faith that in the beginning the miracles are there that is called the leela so it happens later on it is not at all necessary later on it is only following the path getting lost in it by means of bhakti mark that's it okay so that is how it is to be looked at when the river gives herself up to the ocean can she ever come back again as river that is what it means when sai baba had lost himself into the divine where can he become human once again it's not possible yes his body is human it is going to die naturally it's going to get destroyed but when somebody has reached the state of the divine he is not going to come back again can she retain the separate identity of the river once she has embraced the vast ocean an oil soaked cotton wick as she meets the flame from the lamp herself acquires greater brilliance and burns brighter such is also our progression as the feet of the saint he whose mind reflects upon nothing except allah malik the fountain of life who is unruffled and calm has no desires or expectations and looks upon all equally how can he have an identity separate from the supreme being where the four divine qualities of detachment and desirelessness freedom from conceit from the pairs of opposite and non possession reside how can consciousness of self as separate from brahma prevail there in short when all these eight divine qualities dwell in sri sai where is the room for the ego how can I have an existence and individual identity apart from him for my individual consciousness is but a tiny particle of the consciousness which fills the universe so that to surrender my ego at sai's feet is the most complete service for to him in shrimad bhagwat Sri Bhagwan Sri Krishna has reaffirmed that he who serves me sings my praises and surrenders to me wholeheartedly becomes one with me even a worm that contemplates intently on the large black bee is by virtue of it transformed into one and so also the disciple who worships his own guru with the same intensity becomes like his guru uh, this example of the black bee is the 24th uh, guru of my guru that is dattatreya's 24th guru is this brahmara you know he keeps on watching that be outside and he becomes that that is how it is and yet the degree of separateness implied by the word like is something a guru cannot bear even for a moment for there is no guru without a disciple and the disciple is inseparable from the guru and so i have defined him whom i have been commanded to worship and here i just remember a story which because of its appropriateness is the context i shall now narrate a rohila pathan who was greatly attracted by baba's divine qualities once came to shirdi for many days he stayed in shirdi during which time there grew in his heart great love and devotion for baba like a fleshy full fed he buffalo in his physique and behavior quite unrestrained and self-willed he would heed no one with only a kafni reaching down to his feet to cover him he came and stayed at the mosque by day and by night and in the mosque or in the chawdi that is the village hall very fervently he would recite at the top of his voice the kalmas from the quran whenever it is pleased him to do so uh, this reminds me of a, a story of my own grandfather my grandfather would get up at 3:30 4 o'clock in the morning and stand outside it was a big area where he would stand and he would say allah malik can keep on reciting the kalmas and though we are uh, the particular family was uh, gaur saraswat brahman so everybody had said dekho musalman ho gaya dekho musalman ho gaya <laughs> and uh, 
that is because baba had you know sitting in the company of baba he had learned literally everything and that was his habit he used to keep on saying loudly all these kalmas and everything so sai maharaj himself was peace incarnate but the villages were but the villagers were growing very weary even at midnight his clamor continued disturbing everybody's sleep by day they toiled in the fields or in the woods under the scorching sun heat of the sun but even at night there was no peaceful slumber it vexed the people in the extreme maybe baba was not troubled but as for the people it was a great ordeal for at night too they would not sleep in peace and comfort they were enraged with the rohila caught between the devil and the deep sea how could they suffer patiently day and night the irritating disquieting noise continued he became a source of great worry for them we also have this very strange habits you know early in the morning you will find that there is a very loud noise which is happening either from the temples or mosques or any other place we get disturbed by it but it is just as a reminder for us to think about god at that point in time sometimes we get very irritated because our our sleep is disturbed but this is mentioned over here that the whole village was also disturbed by him because he used to stand in the chavdi over there chavdi is just next door by the way and he would shout on top of his voice and that is what people did not like the villagers did not like hot tempered as a rohila already ha- was to add to it he was receiving great encouragement from baba he then became even more uncontrollable than before solan with pride he became arrogant and began abusing people using foul language to people he turned upon them reckless and unrestrained and the village too turned against him sai the most compassionate mother protected of all who surrendered to him all the people in the village now turned to him supplicating in piteous tones but baba took no notice on the contrary it was the villagers whom he upbraided saying do not harass harass the rohila he is very dear to me it is the wife of this rohila who is dissolute and cannot stay with him hence this tormented his true shrew is eager to give him a slip and come to me the wretched woman has no modesty and is without shame even if she is driven out she forces her way out into the house the moment he shouts stops his shouting in the opportunity of the shrew to enter but as he resumes his clamorous recitation she flees leaving his pure body speech and mind which is greatly conducive to the peace and happiness do not cross his path let him let him shout full throatedly without him i cannot pass the night in peace he brings me great pleasure his shouting in this manner is greatly beneficial to me thus this rohila is my benefactor and a source of great comfort to me let him cry out to his heart's content for there lies my good or else the wicked rohila will cause me great pain himself when he gets tired he will on his own keep quiet so will your purpose be achieved and that shrew will not wrestle with me either when maharaj himself said this there was no other alternative moreover if baba's mind was not in the least perturbed what business was it ours to complain now who is the shrew this person who is trying to come inside rohila's and baba's own mind this is the worldly shrew that is the material world the material world keeps us dogging us quite a lot first and foremost it starts right in the morning we need our cup of tea a coffee or whatever that is you know we are so addicted to our daily life that if something doesn't come just think about it you know if you are used to reading a newspaper in the morning and one day if the newspaper doesn't come you are going to get into big trouble you will keep outside keep on going outside looking outside ki why is the paper not come why is the paper not come isn't it so uh, we are so addicted to our regular life again a very uh, a silly case you know which uh, i learnt very many years ago that was we are so used to going to the loo in the morning for our morning ablutions 
And suppose one day you decide you don't want to go. Do you know the whole day you are going to be upset? I mean, this was this was something which was taught in the Asian Institute of Management to one of my uh, previous bosses, and he told us that just one day decide that you don't want to go to the loo in the morning. The whole day your attention is never going to be there in the office or whatever work that you are doing. So we are so much addicted to our lifestyle, the way we are dressed. Now suppose a particular person has to wear a particular dress, the way the style of dressing, and if you don't do. Do you know every person in the group is going to ask, what is wrong with you? That is the first thing. And so, not only to, to please them, but to please our own inner being, we have to go and do what is necessary for us. That means what? Suppose we have to uh, put a particular type of a sari or a dress or a jeans or something like that. We will put that. We will do that. Again, our lunch or this habit or that habit, every habit of ours, we have so got, so much got accustomed to it that we don't want to give up. Yes, it is conditioning the mind. So, when this, this gentleman was saying all those kalmas very loudly, he was blanking out the entire universe. He was telling, let nobody come near me. He was throwing out this shrew of a woman. Shrew, somebody who irritates you constantly. What is it that irritates you constantly? Everything in our material world irritates us. Just imagine, while you are going out, your shoelace is not there. It's broken. Or the, the heel is cracked. Or something has happened. What are you going to do about it? You know, your, your day is going to be terrible. It's the same thing that happens. And that is the reason why Baba said to people over there, let him do whatever he wants to. Many a times there are very irritating people to everybody, you know. You will find that there is a person who keeps on blowing his nose or doing something. Even in the satsang you will find that there, there will be somebody who will have a peculiar habit. Maybe the person keeps on interrupting, maybe the person keeps on saying certain things or maybe the person is, is not sitting peacefully in one place. So every other person will think, what is this idiot doing like this? Why is he not keeping quiet? He is disturbing everybody. But the Guru is very patient with him. You know what he does? He allows that person to do that. It's the same thing with Ramakrishna Paramahansa used to allow this gentleman who used to be coming every single day completely dead drunk. Okay? Surendra would come dead drunk and then the next thing he will say, Oh, the, the satsang has started? Okay, now I will go and sleep behind. And those who have been to Dakshineshwar will know that the bed is uh, is put in such a way on, on top of the bed post where he used to sit. Behind that there was a place. He used to go over there, lie down and go to sleep. And after the satsang was over, he will get up from his sleep and he will ask uh, Ram Krishna Ji, Oh, the satsang is over. Uh, Ram Krishna Ji will say, Yes, you want to eat something? Okay, here is something you can eat. Oh, now I am going home. And this is what he used to do. And everybody in the satsang used to get irritated with him. So they used to say, first and foremost, as a guru, how can you allow somebody to drink? And then on top of it, he is coming for the satsang and going to sleep over here. And then on top of it, again he is saying, Oh, satsang is over, now I am going home. So what has he come for? Has he come here to listen to the things? 
or is he come as a disturbance so these are certain things which the guru allows and what are these things for the guru is not at all talking to that person that body he is talking to the divine remember this we all talk to individuals we talk about an individual but there is no individual there is only the divine in every being and that is the one that the guru looks into and that is the reason why baba over here is not saying a single word to this pathan who has <laughs> who has come over there as it is the rohila had boundless enthusiasm and now to add to this encouragement from baba no wonder he ventured unrestrained with his loud recitations till the throat was parched the people were all simply amazed how forgiving was baba what would have normally brought about a splitting headache engrossed him so deeply oh how horrifying was this shouting it was wonder his throat did not run dry as for baba his insistence was only this do not intimidate the rohila to look at the rohila was a madcap but what veneration he had for baba and how happily he recited the kalmas in strict conformity to the religion see you have to recite it in in specifically the way it is okay uh if there are certain words missing exactly how you know if you remember i was telling you the pronunciation has to be perfect right and that is the reason why when you are reciting something when you are saying certain words you better be good at what you are doing it's that, like that story which i told you about kaka mala vatswa is means save me my um, um, uncle please save me in that there was one letter written uh, this is a time after shivaji maharaj a letter was written to the one, one who was supposed to take charge of the country that is uh, maharashtra and it was re- written in the letter dhara dhara means catch him so what do they do they change it to mara mara means kill him so from dhara to mara <laughs> so they killed him so you can understand you know just a little pronunciation difference can do a lot of problems can happen that is why kalmas have to be pronounced and said in a particular way that is the same thing going for even if you are saying om namo bhagavate vasudeva if you mention something wrong over there you are going to get into deep trouble so better not to do it correct so who is bothered whether the voice be melodious or harsh each time the inspiration seized him he would break into a chant of allah with the natural gift of rattling voice the rohila regularly and unceasingly kept on proclaiming loudly allahu akbar and the kalmas with great pleasure Baba shrank from being defiled by those who had a loathing for God's name and hence he said why drive away needlessly this rohila who is so fond of singing God's praises where my devotees are singing my praises i am present there wide awake all the time such is the utterance of god to prove the truth of being of which baba gave this experience one who subsides subsists on arm dry food with or without gravy and sometimes bread without food together altogether to such a rohila whence a wife and therefore how will she go to baba proper that the rohila was even a paisa was precious to him what then of the marriage and of his wife moreover baba was a celibate since childhood obviously the whole story was fictitious let him rohila then cry himself hoarse baba was so very happy like the kalmas that day and night he listened to them sleeping poison compared to them when the superior wisdom of the kalmas 
and where the hollow complaints, petty grievances of the village, it is really to bring the villagers to their senses that Baba made all this pretense. Such indeed was his import. In this way, Baba clearly brought it to the perception of all that I like the company of Rohila because he loves God's name. To one who sees only the divine spirit in the perceiver, the object of perception and the act of perceiving all is equal, a Brahma, a Brahmin or a Pathan or anyone else. And now listen to the sweet words that came out of Baba's mouth. On the occasion when the midway Aarti was just over and people were about to go home to their respective houses. Wherever you are, wherever you do, whatever you do, always remember this one thing well, that I come to know all the time and in detail what you are doing. And I about whom you have such an experience am nearest to all and dwells in everybody's heart. I travel everywhere and I am the Lord and the Master of all. I fill the entire creation of being both animate and inanimate and yet remain. All this is the divine scheme in which I am the principal manager of the strings. I am the mother of the universe and all the beings therein. I am also the point of equilibrium of the three gunas. I alone provoke all the senses and say, and the creator, sustainer and destroyer of all the universe am I. Two. He who turns his attention to me can have no difficulties whatsoever, but he who forgets me will be ruthlessly whipped by Maya. The visible world is my own manifestation, be it a worm or an ant, a pauper or a king. This immeasurable creation of the movable and the immovable is really Baba's very self. How interesting, how insignificant is this hint? Between God and all the saints, there is no separateness, as their incarnation on the earth is purely for the to uplift the, of both the animate and the inanimate creations equally. And should one want to be absorbed totally at the Guru's feet, he should go on singing the praises of the Guru or perform Kirtan of the Guru's story or at least listen to such a story with a devout mind. A seeker should listen to it that the distinction between the listener and what he is listening to will dissolve as he pauses in the state of Unmana. He will experience the presence of God Almighty. This is a state of Samadhi by the way, where you go in a particular deep state where everything is one. You have become merged in the one and that is this state. While fully engrossed in a day-to-day worldly life, if perchance a sane story comes to the ears, if by the very nature benefits the listeners without an effort on his part, if then it be heard without with a devout heart, how great a merit will come to hand. Let the, let the listeners think of this in their minds for their own benefit. By that means, a fondness and love for the Guru's feet will be cultivated and gradually a state of happiness, highest well-being will set in. No other discipline or religious observances will be necessary. The highest good of human life will thus be attained. When the mind is thus disciplined, the longing for listening to the tales will grow and the bondage of the sensual pleasures will break away on its own. A state of supreme joy will then be experienced. Hearing Baba's sweet words, I resolved in my mind that from then onwards I will give up serving men and devote myself only to the service of the Guru. And yet in my heart there was a restlessness, a longing. Some job he will get, was what Baba had said in reply. Will I get a proof of it? That Baba's words will be in vain was something that usually did not happen. And so, maybe, I will once again be connected with the serving men. But it will never bring me any real benefit. Self-prompted as Anna's question was, yet it is not as though I did not desire it. And this desire of mine was not prarabdha. Inwardly, I too felt that I should get a job as a means of supporting my family and Sai tempted me all the while pointing the fingers at the piece of jaggery and he administered a potion to me. I drank the potion in the hope of the jaggery and by my good fortune I was satiated. Quite unexpectedly I got a job and in my greedy desire for money I accepted it. But how much can one eat even of a sweet? 
a point must come when the jaggery also repels and then it was the nectar of baba's teaching tasted so truly excellent the employment was not for long duration and went away the way it came and baba put me back in my place much to my enjoyment of my true and the lasting happiness the entire creation of animate and inanimate things is truly a manifestation of god but the almighty is beyond the universe the highest supreme being god is not separate from the world but this universe is distinct from god from the time of its creation the universe is filled with animate and inanimate things whose main base is god know that there are eight places of god's worship such as the idol sacrificial altar and others but of them all guru is the greatest himself the supreme brahma even sri krishna caught the feet of his guru sandipani and said when the sadguru is remembered i narayana am pleased a thousand times would i then like the sadguru's praises be sung rather than mine such is the excellence and the profound significance of a sadguru he who turns his back to guru worship is truly a wretched sinner he who has to suffer the torture of journeys between birth and death he ruins every prospect of self upliftment again a birth again death wandering between the two has been our lot therefore let us listen to the guru story and attain self deliverance stories which casually come from the saints lips can open up the knots of ignorance and become or preserve uh, preservers in the greatest calamities hence let us store them up in our hearts what time times are ahead as we know not with the forces will be at work for all this is allah mia's sport and his loving devotee but spectators in it without possessing the power of wisdom has still got into an all powerful guru like guru like sai samarth should this be considered as due to my powerful destiny no indeed this too is a sport of his but now i have stated the purpose of this book i also have narrated the assurances that i have received from him in the context baba guided us about his true nature and how he should be worshiped in the next chapter o listeners you will hear as to how sri sai samarth first appeared in shirdi and all of you being young and old keep aside for a moment your worldly cares and listen you artless trusting ones to this extraordinary story of sai Although he was quite unruffled and unaffected as an incarnation of God, this Sai enacted different roles, engaging himself in the worldly life as an ordinary man, subject to the influence of Maya. He whose holy feet can be meditated upon by the short mantra Samartha Sai, and who moved the strings of the deliverance of this devotee from the worldly life. His stories are most purifying and sacred. To sum up, most holy is the life of Sai. He who reads and he who listens to it are both blessed, for their hearts will be purified. When the stories are lovingly listened to, the worldly sorrows will be dispelled. Sai, the compassionate one, will be propitiated, and pure absolute knowledge will appear. Sloth and inattentive wandering mind, attachment to sense objects, and the indulgence of the senses—these are the impediments to attentive listening. Push these obstacles away, and the listening will give you pleasure. We need no religious vows or their ritualistic con- con- conclusions. nor are fast or mortification of flesh necessary even pilgrimages and journeys undertaken on their account are not required listen to this life story and that is enough but our love should be steadfast and genuine we should have grasped the very essence of true devotion only then can we attain the highest goal of human existence moksha or salvation then the object obstacle posed by ignorance will be destroyed we need not exert after other means we shall listen to sai's life story so that all karma past and present is exhausted without leaving a trace behind a miser whenever wherever he may happen to be has before his mind's eye day and night his buried treasure in the same way may sai be present in our hearts we'll be to all here in the third chapter of sri sai samar satchit called the purpose of the book baba's appropriation as inspired by the saints and the virtues and composed by the devotee hemar pant this 13 <laughs> <laughs> so i was able to complete the chapter now you have any questions you can ask me because there are lots of things which are there which have been left out which uh, i think you can ask me 
Alright?